Anika, I am so grateful for you. Thank you. You have written a book, and the title of this book is a question that I pondered. The question that is the title of your book that I do remember is where is the one we call God? Because of this question that I have been pondering and playing along in my mind, alongside ruminating some of the horror stories I heard from my guest speakers on the show, Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse, I heard horrific things. Yes. And pondering all of that together, I happened to enter in a conversation with spiritual beings, mm -hmm. highly elevated beings of love, light, peace. I know it was not God in person. Yes. I know it was not Jesus Christ in person. Yes. But these were highly elevated beings of love, light, peace as a nature. Yes. And the conversation is so important because it explained to me in plain English how the universe works and where is the one we call God. Yes. It's a very, it's a very um, deep question. Um, it just surpasses uh, what we can really think or understand. But when we go through traumatic uh, situations or just things, uh, if you're a faith believer, and there are certain scriptures uh, that would lead us to believe that, okay, if you're a good person, then you're immune from troubles or that you are immune from trials. But, you know, coming up and growing uh, spiritually, you understand that uh, we're all up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? And so um, in certain circumstances, I had to like kind of ask myself, and I was like, where's the one that we call God? Because of uh, just, just, just everything that kind of goes on, especially when you see things happening to children. I think that's a very weak spot in my heart and different things like that. And, and I would think that a God that, that big, that huge, I would ask myself, okay, God, in these circumstances, when you're dealing with the weak and the innocent, where are you? That that that's that's a troubling spot, you know, in my own spiritual journey. So I totally understand that. And indeed, the worst story I heard recently was with a 10 years old girl. Mm -hmm. A kid. Yes. Horrific. Not even imaginable. I, I not even imaginable. Mm -hmm. So the fact. The first question that these elevated being, highly elevated being, asked me in return was, why do you human, human race, always deflect responsibility onto God? What is that about you guys, human race? That was the first question 
They asked me back. Hmm, that's deep. That's really deep. And I was there deflecting my own responsibility onto God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they went on. You, human race, mm -hmm. are created as creator of your own life and your own experience. So whatever you are going through, you co-created it. Who are we to take away from you your free agency? We do not have the right to take away from you your free agency, your right to choose. Mm -hmm. I listened. I was flabbergasted to have this conversation. And, and where were you, like Gemma, after after we had our talk? Were you in prayer mode, or did it just come back to you all of a sudden? Like, what 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 type of space were you in? I occasionally put myself in a deep meditation space. And as I have ADD, I okay. put my brain to play a mindless game so that another part of my spirit can actually ponder, think, meditate. And if you ask my uh, health watch, yes. it's going to tell you that I am in a deep sleep. Okay. Even though I'm fully aware, fully present. But indeed, my heart rate is at 50 or something. Therefore, the watch believes I need a deep sleep. So that allows a spiritual awareness conversation and I'm fully awake and present even though I'm not moving more than my little finger on that mindless game. Yes, yes. So a higher level um, of, of, of consciousness and... What people don't realize is that I, I, I was praying the other day and my prayer was to God, but then I asked God to dispatch the angels of the Lord to encamp around. See, the angels, they are on assignment to help us as human beings. God gives the command and he dispatches them concerning us. You see, there's a there's a there's a level of yes that goes on. It's a it's a it's a command chain, and so a lot of people may say, "Well, we don't pray to the angels, but we have charge. We can speak, and we can call out and cry out to the to the Almighty God because He hears us. He hears oh, yeah. us. Yes, but we must speak to the angels and dispatch them. That is the next part. One of the next parts yes. of this conversation. And yes. you're going to hear that. Yes, exactly. Okay. So the next phase of the conversation, after asking me, why do we human race deflect our responsibility onto God? After bringing me back to reality, we are fully responsible of our own choices. Mm -hmm. And then adding, 
because I was then thinking about this little girl who was abused in a way that is not even imaginable. And I couldn't bear the thought in my mind and mm -hmm. be open. And when I asked about her, is she responsible? I mean, she's 10 years old, forget about responsibility. Yes. And they answered, you are responsible for your own actions, not for the action of others that sometimes may hurt you, injure you, or kill you. So you are not responsible for the criminal who abused you in mm -hmm. despicable ways. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You are only responsible for your own choices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Therefore, this little girl I'm referring to was not responsible, responsible for what happened to her. Yes. It did happen. She mm -hmm. was injured and hurt in ways that she is now in her 60s and still dealing with it, finally getting out of her shell after 50 years of trying to hide it. And they showed me a picture. You see, this is why we have built into this entire universal system of life the divine forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ. And because we know, we objectively know the burden that responsibility is, especially when you make a choice and you are not aware of the real consequences of your choice on you and all the stakeholders around you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you may find peace and forgiveness and being redeemed and being forgiven in such a deep way that you may find peace mm -hmm. and start over making choices that are good for everybody concerned. Yes. When I heard that, it was like, wow, okay. Then they added, but for that gift of life to be valid for you personally, that gift of forgiveness, of peace, you must accept it. And God, how many people do not accept it and keep the burden of responsibility on their shoulder and then deflect it on God. But God has already forgiven. What are you deflecting? Right, right. I was flabbergasted. I was like hit the face yes. with these revelations. And then we moved on to the next layer, mm -hmm. which is, I was wondering who was talking to me 
<laughs> because I, I could feel how true that was. Yes. But I was wondering. Mm -hmm. And the answer was, we are so many more than the number of people alive on Earth at this moment in time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah. many more. more. It, um, there's a scripture in the Bible and it talks about um, the legions of angels. And, and I mean, what if you look at the definition in the uh, uh, on Google or anything, what is the number? Does does the word legions have a number attached to it? It doesn't. It no, doesn't. Because it goes beyond counting them in human brain form. Absolutely. Not countable in human brain ability to mm -hmm. find a number. When when Jesus was tempted, um, and he was doing his fast, and and Satan came to him and he said, Hey, like you can bypass all of this. You, why don't you just call the angels? You know they they have charge over you. If you dash your feet, they they all you gotta all you have to do is call them. You see, and that is mm -hmm. the next part of the answer. Okay, because I asked them. Mm -hmm. I get that you are legion. So why yeah. do you still allow? So much hardship, so much heartache, so much abuse, so much violence. Why do you still allow that? And then the answer came back exactly what with what you keep on mentioning. Yes. We cannot get your choice away from you. But if you do ask us, to mm -hmm. intervene, we have the right to intervene and intercede for you. Oh, yes. But if you do not ask for our presence, our help, our intervention, we mm -hmm. are not allowed to come through and to change dimensions and to intervene in the physical earthly form that you yes. just yes. You, right you, you, you must, you must. I was I was raised old school, um, Gemma, and I had one particular prophet. Her name was Prophetess Geraldine, and we happened to be on a church fast. And I had my oldest son at the time, and we actually spent the night uh, uh, in, in the sanctuary. And we began to pray, and she taught me a prayer. She said, I'm going to teach you something. She says, when I pray, she said, I asked the Lord to strengthen their backs and their wings. And that really gave me chills. You know, and from that point on, it just depends on the severity of the situation, because I believe that um, we go through different things, but the help that is required will dictate will dictate the help and the type of angel or the fire that you need. You know what I'm saying? If it's a if it's a minor thing, then I might pray a certain thing. If it's this prayer, then but if it's the big, big, big thing, if I need the fire from heaven, then that's the type of angel or the help that I'm going to call for, because all help is not the same help. Just like you may say, hey, I, I need God to open up a job for me versus something big that you really need God to do. And basically um, they are 
there to assist us. They are there to assist us, but we have to call them. We have to, we have to call them by their names and begin to give them command because God created us. Exactly. But they're like a help me to us. And I don't know if people understand that, but you know, I'll let you continue on because there are a lot of things like the angels that I have seen during the course of my life. It is really, um, breathtaking I, that's all i can call them breath breathtaking just oh absolutely yeah there is another part of this conversation it was a three hours long conversation we're not uh -huh. going to make it three hours right now right but i'm going to give you the, the another key element yes that came to my awareness, understanding, yes. physical brain ability to process things. Yes. <laughs> yes. I asked again, I understand all of that, but where is the one we call God? Because right now we talk about humans and we talk about highly elevated beings such as angels and all kinds of other mm -hmm. in the hierarchy. But where is God? We want to know where the boss is. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what was the answer? What was the answer? It was not a man on his throne. With his, with, it was not that. It was not in everyone around us, as I did believe for a while. Mm -hmm. It was, but the one you call God is being. He's mm -hmm. just the being mm -hmm. that fathomed the entire, entire. ever-expanding universe right. with all the spiritual, universal, eternal laws, the mm -hmm. 12 of them, including mm -hmm. the law of attraction, but mm -hmm. all the 11 others as well, and who created the earth and everything that is on mm -hmm. it, including mm -hmm. human beings, mm -hmm. as well as, as on all the other planets that are way too far from human understanding to yes. know actually where they are. But there are other worlds. I was okay. And God is, quote unquote, just being. He just is. He just is. He just is. It's not something. It's, 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 it's like power itself. And, and, and that takes me back to um, Moses. When Moses was having his experience and getting his um, instructions from God. And Moses is like, okay, you want me to go to Pharaoh? You're talking to me. I don't know who you are. Who is it that I should tell Moses that's giving me the command? You want me to tell him to let my people go? But who are you? And he, he's like, I got to tell the man something, you know, like, uh, like Pharaoh was crazy. So he, so the answer God gave him was tell Pharaoh that my name is, I am that I am. That's it. And that is again, the answer I received. Yes. The That's one you call God. Yes. He's the ultimate being. Yes. The first and the last. Yeah, Alpha and Omega. Yes. Exactly. The, 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 the creative mind, spirit, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. The creator. He's, 
he's just the he's just the ultimate. That's why there are not enough words to um to exemplify who he is. Because we are limited with our human brain. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But we can understand that God just is. He just is. And that's that that that's when when he said that to Moses, I am that I am. It was so deep and profound, but it was large, but it was just enough. Like I can't even like, you know, you just tell him I am that I am. And I'm sure when Moses delivered that message, it was like, Ooh, like really? So so God, I believe, has a has a sense of humor, but to receive a message such as that, or just those words, I am that I am, you can tell the reverence in that. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's like self-existing power. Like, uh, you know, I know some people have the question, well, who created God? He, the Bible clearly tells us that he's always been here. That's so deep because we cannot fathom. We're human beings, so we cannot fathom. What do you mean always been here? We don't understand time because we, we are limited. We are limited. We're, we're human beings. We're, we're spirits having a human experience, so we don't get how can someone have cre created this? Well, um, a soul and a spirit. It is very, it's very deep. And the truth is that... Mm -hmm regardless of the truth behind the first story in Genesis, mm -hmm. regardless of the actual historical truth of it or not, yes, the fact is that in the original creation, and we are still in it, yes, humans are created with the choice between life and death, between good and bad, yes. with the understanding of both worlds. It mm -hmm. is not that the bad is not created by God. It's a choice that... It has always been here, the choice. And see, that's that's the that's the big thing. If If... I tell you, well, if you come to work all week long, then you're going to get a, a big raise at the end of the week. But in the spiritual uh, um, re, um, responsibility that we have, God's not going to make us love him. So it is a choice. It is a choice to say um, whether I understand or don't understand, whether I go through or not go through, I believe that he's God. You understand that that's, you know, a lot of people have to get to that point. If that's the path that you choose, some people don't choose it at all. And that's fine. But I understand through my through some of the things I have gone through that his um, silence does not negate him caring. I understand that. I know he knows all things, but uh, as a parent, you know, we don't, we're not always over our children saying, hey, wash your hands, wash your clothes, um, brush your teeth. No, they're taught and then you move back. And I believe God operates with us um, within the same parameters. You know, he teaches us. And if we, if we allow ourselves to be taught of him and so a parent does not always speak. We just let our children go sometimes because that's how it is. How how can you grow and mature if you have that parental voice always in your ear? And I believe that God does that too. Sometimes he's silent just to see what we're made of, just to see what we're going to do, just to see how we're going to behave, you know? Because he loves us enough to allow us a choice. 
Yes. And he loves us enough to build into the system the access to absolute complete forgiveness yes. of who we deemed. Yeah. All our choices that were less than ideal. Absolutely. People around as well. Absolutely. So these key elements I shared right now yes. is the content of my deep conversation with highly elevated beings mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who answered my lingering questions. Mm -hmm. Where is the one we call God when pondering over the despicable abuse of a little girl? Yes. And, and, and <clears throat> years ago, um, something happened to a, a little girl, the uh, neighborhood was having a block party and she was such a beautiful little girl. She may have been three or four. Her mom looked one way and then the next minute um, she was gone. They later found her body in an abandoned building. And I'm going to be really honest with you. At that point, I was just like, God, I don't know about you. Like, um, like I don't know. I begin to question my own you know, um, I can understand things happening to adults, but when it comes to the children, it's it's very, it's a heavy, it's a heavy burden. It, it's a load, and and it causes you to really question your faith. It causes you to feel some type of way about God. And I'm, and I'm very open and honest with God when I'm not feeling well, not meaning um, physically, but spiritually like God, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I'm, I don't, I'm not understanding this, you know what I'm saying? But in all of it, um, that, that situation was very heartfelt and it took me some time to really bounce back. Sometimes I don't even watch the news. Sometimes I don't watch certain, um, stories, even like with the Holocaust and different things like that. I, I You have to know what you can take and what you can't take. You have to know what you can um, ingest and what you can't. When you find yourself at a certain place, you just have to be very careful of what you let in because if your heart is tender or sensitive to a certain thing, um, you have to not because evil will always be with us. That's just the bottom line. But that which we can pray for, we ought to pray. We ought to pray. That is true. Mm -hmm. We have to pray. And so um, I, I remember when that title came to me, um, it was right before we went to Italy. And then I began to write the book, Where's the One That We Call God? Uh, we were stationed there from uh, 2000. 15 uh, to 2020, we were only supposed to stay for three years, but expanded to two more years. But even in that event, I realized that every journey that we go on is not about us. You know, sometimes God will position you and send you different places and you have like no idea, like, why am I here? I don't want to be here. I have other things to do. I was planning on doing this, planning on doing that. But when, you know, the assignment came, I was just not really happy about it. But in retrospect, I realized now in 2024, had I not gone that way, I wouldn't have been able to write. You know what I'm saying? So I had to take the journey for the words to come out, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's some journey. So, mm -hmm. To summarize and wrap it up. Yes. 
if we really get the most out of this yes. very deep conversation with highly elevated beings, yes, we understand that God just is. Yes. So we cannot deflect on God our own responsibility. Yes. What we can do is to take full responsibility for our own thoughts, yes, actions, words, yes, and to accept the ultimate gift of life, which is forgiveness and being redeemed for anything or everything that we have done that did not bring good results. Yes. And to ask all the non-physical beings specific action we want them to intervene yes. in our own life on a day-to-day basis. This is also why in the Bible there is one verse that says, pray always. What does that mean? With, without ceasing. Exactly, without, without ceasing. Mm. Pray always. That means allow the non-physical being to mm-hmm. intervene in your life on your behalf and to arrange mm-hmm. all the 3D reality on earth what and, you are asking for. And it's not strange, Gemma, your 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 um encounter, you know, in the Bible talks about Jacob's ladder. And what did he say? He said, I saw a vision, angels ascending and descending into the earth. It's it's there. It that's what it says. So it's not unusual. It's not unusual. But if you don't tap, the Bible says spirit understands spirit. So if you're a carnal individual, what we're talking about may seem like, you know, like, okay, they're a little, but no, spirit will understand spirit. So I just think that people have to really tap into the true divine spirit of the living God, you know, because there are a lot of other things going on. But if you stay on the path and continue to really seek God's face, um, things will come to you, but but as far as the angels, and we really have to do a second um, part because I want to share with you on the second part um, this dream that I had, and it made me feel like um, you know how you don't want to be here anymore. And I'm not talking about um, suicide or anything. It's just the beauty of what I saw, and I was like, oh wow, wait for me, like wait for me. That's how divine that they are and you you want to be in that other place because what do we know as humans if we're real with ourselves there are some things that's going to take place on this earth that if we're not dead we will have to go through and we have to see that's it that's true yeah Anikia I have so much gratitude for you for the inspiration for that lingering question yes or opening up on your spiritual path for publishing this book it's it's an honor it's my, it's my it's my pleasure thank you so much talk to you soon absolutely all right have a good one